What's up, podcast world? We are back at you. Another episode, This Life Ain't For Everybody, again, brought to you first and foremost by the leader in all things fun, all things whiskey, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey to be exact, the one and only, the iconic Jack Daniels. Enjoy it responsibly, never allow underage drinking. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for everything you do. I've been telling our guests today about some of my excursions I'm getting ready to take off with with the team, JD. We're going to be at Sturges with them. We're going to be at Eric Church with them. We're going to be at the World Champion Barbecue Championships in Lynchburg, Tennessee in October. We're going to be doing some MCing out there and musical events out there. We might even see my guest out there. She is awesome. Some of you guys have maybe seen her. You guys and girls have seen her social media. She does cooking. She does songwriting. She does music. She has a brand new, she has a brand new EP that just came out that I can't wait to talk about because I absolutely loved it. She's got a killer song called uh, "Stoned." What? To remind me how it is. Stoned age, and it's like just her play on words, her ability to write songs. She's got this new song on her EP that is about quit going left or right but then it circles back and says you better do right and, and put a ring on the left and stuff like this i'm gonna get into how she writes songs i don't know if, no, I, I, don't if I, I've got it. I don't know if i said that right but it's left right right <laughs> what is it hannah left right left right left right on it no it's like if you want it you better put a ring on her left right now i'm yeah. not one of them who's hot i'm not i'm not hot to get married but i know a bunch of girls that are and anyway and my buddy dylan carmichael uh and his now fiance were over at the house at christmas time having supper and anyway she was fussing at him because she was ready for a ring and it just got my head thinking and my i went into right a little while after that and my my producer had the title left right and outfilled that chorus and i we had just had to write it down i i didn't do a real good job of describing the song but you when you sang it it just it 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 goes together in different ways. You know, you're saying if you want to do right, put a ring on her left. Right. Is that what it's saying? But it, again, it's like not being wishy-washy too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called left, right. It's just a play on words. Quit going left, right, left, right, left, right on it. You'll be left, right, left, right there. One more. Yeah. You know, so it's, go it's, it's just a play on words. It's, it's just, they just tell them to check it out. And if anything, the steel guitar solo is well worth it. It's very Skinner. With a steel guitar, it's great. Honky but, tonk. But left, right, left, right means kind of like talking in circles and just going like kind of like what I'm doing right now. And, and but if I you mean, really, it, it didn't you, have any meaning, meaning for me. It was just uh, I was channeling Roger Miller and Beyonce at the same time, and that's how it fell out of my mouth. And so that's how it made it on the song. Well, y'all go check it out. Album first score the chorus. You're so oh, darling. I really, really love the song, and I jam to it. My 10-year-old daughter loves it. But you guys have heard her voice now. We have Hannah Dam Dasher on the podcast today. I was watching uh, the last couple days in uh, the Ryman and the 10-year anniversary of the hat I'm wearing, Whiskey Jam, our boy Ward Gunther, um, what Whiskey Jam means to Midtown and losers and winners and that whole area of Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, you're friends with Ward. You're his guest this week as rising stars in country music. On um, Apple Music, Country Risers. Yeah, that was fun. I love Ward. He's the one that coined the term Hannah Dan Basher, actually. That was back when they were starting Whiskey Jam. And I mean, no women really played it at all. It, but uh, that, that's where I was introduced to like Channing Wilson and well, like Chris Stapleton and Jamie Johnson. Obviously, I was a Jamie Johnson fan. Anyhow, but uh, they, he, I wrote some with Channing and Ward heard my stuff and had me get up there and start playing Whiskey Jam and he started calling me Hannah Dam Dasher. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned JJ there, and I was just texting him. He's one of my – I love him. Um, but I've heard – like, you've been compared to Jamie Johnson back at that time in your career, right? And then they at, started calling me a female Jamie Johnson. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's a big boots to fill. And TikTok calls me the brunette Dolly Parton, so whatever. I, but I'm just I'm just me. I'm just Hannah. <laughs> but what, what – I'll you, take it. What do you think resembled Jamie Johnson as far as your music went or your stage presence or your vocal rate? What what resembled Jamie? Um, well, my music tends to be, uh, I won't say masculine, but it's not girly. You know, I have I have nothing against uh, female singers or songwriters. I mean, hell, I'm a fan of, I love my Reba. I think Miranda's wonderful. But as far as my influences go, I've just, uh, you know, and 
And as far as what I listen to, I like man music. Man music turns me on. So my listener, my listening audience is predominantly male. Well, it's 52, 48. So 52 male, 48 female. And I like it that way. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, I just didn't really sing girly stuff. I don't do whiny girly stuff. It's more so, you know, unisex, like Stone Age. I mean, you know, a dude could sing it. Let me ask you this then, Miss Hannah Dasher. Can you terry clark anything and do some of the male impersonations like miss terry clark does i'm sure you've heard her do the willies and the george jones and any of that can you can you imitate jamie johnson at all can you sound like jamie definitely, at all definitely not definitely not i could probably uh i, I can imitate tyler perry medea and people like that and anyway but I, I'm, I'm gonna leave that with her i think she and Merle Haggard do a much better job of voice impersonation. Y'all should check that out sometime when you can. Merle Haggard does a really great job of Buck Owens and Johnny Cash, and he does a good one. Oh, I love Merle Haggard. So influence-wise, Hannah no, I've been too busy in the. I've been too busy, you know, balancing my time between a fender and a frying pan, you know. <laughs> the face of the new Telecaster that's coming out in September. I'm so excited. It's vintage red, retro red. Wow, what a, an accomplishment! Fender's a big name. We're talking. Well, and, and to think, I, I I didn't play just a few years ago, but uh, Jaron Johnson—that's who I call JJ, not Jamie Johnson, but Jaron Johnson, frontman of Cadillac Three. Yeah. Uh, gave me my first Telecaster, which is a honky tonk guitar with a rock and roll pickup in it, and said, "Here, now learn it." And that was what I needed. That was the confidence boost that I needed. He's one of my guitar heroes, and hell, I love the Cadillac Three. I love them too. And, uh, so yeah, I just started playing, and I, you know, I don't, sh I don't shred per se, but you know, I fake it. I, I take you know three or four solos in my set because hell, I, if I'm gonna sit there and hold it, I better do something with it, right? Does it bug you so, when? Does it bug you when artists don't and they kind of just fake it with just strumming on it for most of their set? There, I'm not gonna say any names, but there's a lot of big time stars that just hold the guitar. Does it bug you at all? Is it? Does it? Is it a pet peeve of yours at all? It doesn't bug me. It's just one of those things that I that I felt like as an entertainer that I needed to do. I don't hold. I don't judge anybody else for it. And uh, you know what? It just sheds, it just makes me look better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back, I'm really not that good. I bet you are. I back to it, back to influences, Miss Hannah Dasher. Let's just talk about two of them real quick. Let's start with Jamie Johnson again. Why? Is he so good? And do you consider him one of the best all-around voices ever in in country music? Um, he would be one of my songwriting influences. Uh, I didn't listen to a lot of country music in college. My parents were going through a divorce, and it pained me. I, it made me cry to listen to country. And so Jamie Johnson is one of those artists that kind of brought me back to it. Uh, and Eric Church especially, the Sinners Like Me album came out. And I was, I got back into country music. I thought, hell, I'm, this is the stuff I want to listen to. So you, uh, got a, so you got an Alabama boy. And then where's church from? East North Carolina. Uh, my, my number one is probably, it's a toss between well, Alan Jackson as a songwriter, obviously, and Tom Petty. But Hank Williams Jr. as an artist and a stylist and a songwriter and musician. I mean, he is just, oh, he's one of my all-time favorites. Posephus is, huh? Oh, Cephas, yes. And then as a vocalist, Aretha Franklin would probably be my number one. Aretha Franklin. So I'm, I'm, I'm very well-rounded, I guess you could say. <laughs> it, any uh, hip-hop in there? Are you a fan of rap at all? I would love to collaborate with Outkast and Snoop Dogg one day, actually. Yes. I grew up in the Dirty South, so of course I, I get down to some of that. But, you know, after a couple songs, I'm good. Kind of like bluegrass. I love to sing it too. After a few songs, though, I'd put put the rock and roll back on, <laughs> or put the does, door straight back on. Does it get on your nerves when you hear the words "Roll Tide" being a bulldog and a graduate yeah. of University of Georgia? Does it really make you dry heave like that when you hear "Roll Tide"? Yeah, it really does. I should write that on my refrigerator. Maybe I'd eat less. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's not a bad idea right there. I mean, I don't think that you need to eat less, but I mean, if that is a form of, of a nutrition plan, maybe you just put the words that make you throw up on your refrigerator. Oh, yeah. well, all this stuff I'm having to cook for, I mean, I've got a double chocolate pound cake in there right now that I'm trying to avoid and save for my company. I mean, we just hit 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Isn't that wild? Wow. That's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just doing pound cake and trying to, I've got some meal prep chicken I need to do on my TikTok. 
this week too, but uh, it's hard. I mean, hell, it's when you're in front of the camera, you gotta, you know, especially having to do a lot of TV appearances and things, whatever. Now I've, it's, it's held me accountable. So I have, I'm just pushing away a little bit. <laughs> so you're a girl that's from the South where food is prevalent. It's a social aspect down the South. There's no better place in the world for food, not even Italy or France than the Southern part and Southeastern part of the United States. In my opinion, what are some of your go-tos that you grew up on? I know that chocolate pound cake is one. I saw a picture of you with it online this week on, I think Instagram, but what are some of your go-tos that you kind of pride yourself in? As far as you know, what favorite meals, favorite Southern flair? What's your what's what's your favorite Southern flair, Miss Hannah? Well, my favorite food to eat is fried chicken, but I don't like to fry it. I'd rather somebody else do it for me. It smells up my kitchen. It's too much damn trouble. But uh, but I can. I mean, um, I prefer my beef roast to most. My mother's or my shrimp and grits. I prefer I prefer mine to most. Uh, and yeah, I'd say pound cake for sure. My macaroni cheese, I prefer that the most. But hell, I mean, I'm just an opinionated Southerner and who's who was raised by a bunch of opinionated Southern cooks. So. <laughs> and hell, when you make you having get-togethers back home, you know, you didn't just have a get-together; it was a fish fry. It was about you know, or we're having a barbecue Saturday, or it was all about the food. We're having a we're having an ice cream supper. Uh, I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all about the food. Where, uh, when you start talking about your mac and cheese, I've been doing quite a bit on the Traeger. Um, there's, there's, there's some different kinds of grilling mac and cheeses that you can do. What sets yours apart? Can you give me any secrets? Uh, are you doing like the Alfredoni? Uh, you follow that guy? No. Alfred, oh my gosh. He's loving, he, he's always got ZZ Top or ACDC playing in the intro of his videos. I'll just remind me, I'll send you a link. Okay. But, uh, my macaroni and cheese, I think, I think most people's. <laughs> That I have, it tends to be a little dry, and all my black friends tell me that I make black girl macaroni cheese, which I take that as a compliment <laughs> because I think I think I think the secret is a lot of canned milk, and in the South we use a lot of eggs in it too. But I just think if you're going to put eggs in it, you need to make sure you got enough moisture. Canned milk and eggs is the secret to a good macaroni and cheese. You're yes. this is this yes. is this what you're telling me. Yeah. What kind of cheese? Oh, I use mozzarella, and uh, well, you got to shred your own, too. I use sharp as well. I just think uh, all that pre-shredded cheese has so much wax and stuff on it. It Just the texture and the flavor is just so much better when you shred your own, if you have the time. So where are you? Tell me the story where you're at. How is it conceived? You already told me about how Hannah Damn Dasher came about with Mr. Ward. You had T-shirts that said this. Where are you and what's going on when you take a great country hit like Stand By Your Man and turn it into this passion with culinary art, cooking, food, your love of food? Where are you and how does this happen? Because I love it. Stand by your pan. You have a great personality. You know how to cook. This is pretty badass. Now, 1.3 million followers on TikTok is no joke. Huge marketing platform. Where out? How does this come about? So quarantine hit last year. year yeah, year and a half ago now. And I wasn't, so no one was touring and I had to do something. And I just, I wanted to make my label pay attention to me. And to let them know that I still existed. And so uh, since we couldn't go in to record the studio or do anything, I figured I'd try to test out this new TikTok platform and see if I could find an angle on there that would that I could grow. And so I just had a hunch. I, I copyrighted the Stand By Your Pan idea years ago because I thought that one day I might want to host a comedy-infused late-night cooking show like Jimmy Fallon meets Paula Dean, you know, and host musical guests and whatnot on there, but... I just started doing some videos and hell, it took off. I had no idea that would. We went from, uh, I was at like 11.9 thousand followers when I started to now we're yeah, 1.3. We would, we would be past that, but <laughs> I will tell myself TikTok, TikTok will suppress your followers if you use too many hashtags or, or if you start buying any ads for any of you who are listening who are wanting to get into TikTok, I would advise you against it because anyway. Don't, buy ads or don't get into tiktok as soon as the label got involved my tiktok (laughs) oh really yeah i thought that it i thought we just jumped up a hundred thousand so that's good i thought they would treat you better though hannah if you bought ads from them they don't so if you buy an ad uh but you don't continue 
to do it. That's what, so TikTok will suppress your numbers to make you do it again. Yeah, do it again so that you get back to your old growth rate, if that makes any sense. It's crooked, but that's kind of what they do. And I learned the hard way. But I'm just so grateful, though, for the platform and for the, for the, I mean, it's been a great place to showcase my music. I mean, I sing the intro, stand by your pain, and I can't get through it. One of my shows without singing it, too. But uh, the the recurring comment that I see is, I don't like country music anymore, but I love your stuff. You know, or I or I, I don't like country, but I love your stuff. Or why aren't you on the radio yet? So I think uh, it's been a great platform to start showcasing my music. You made a comment that somebody might have mentioned you're not on the radio yet. Is there like near future plans of this? Are we going to see you on the highway soon with one of these new singles? Well, that is that is the hope and that is the plan. Uh, the label's promised me radio tour in the fall. I'll hold my breath. We'll see when that happens. But uh, I, uh, I feel like I'm Nashville's best kept secret. Kind of like I don't want to compare myself to Stapleton, but kind of like Chris Stapleton was years ago, just respected around town. He'd been there for years and everybody believed in him. Uh, but it took somebody like Justin Timberlake to say, Hey, this guy exists. And Stapleton had enough, he had enough uh, bite to go with the bark, you know? Yeah. Cause he's, so, he's in Nashville so it, locally. He's in town locally with the steel drivers for years. He comes yeah. out, he comes out with what are you listening to, which doesn't get much radio success. Then travel, uh-huh. then traveler hits, which is an amazing, just an amazing body of work. It gets very little airplay. Um, and then all of a and sudden then- the award show comes on and him and Justin do their thing. The whole world goes nuts. It shows all of you stars in the crowd going crazy for it. And little big town and Zach Brown, everybody's looking at it like, wow, this is it. And and then all of a sudden, Chris is selling out every arena in the country. There we go. There we go. So I just I just need a platform like that. I just need somebody with some credibility to come along and say, hey, she exists. Kind of like Eric Church did for Ashley McBride and like Luke Bryan did for Cole Swindle. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep trying to build my platforms the best way that I can. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm praying for some big management to come along that's going to help me do those things a good manager chad could take a monkey to the top <laughs> who do you want who do you this want monkey intends to stay there who do you want mr levitan which manager do you want in I nashville love him. i love him oh uh well i guess when does this thing air <clears throat> you tell me when you want it to air <laughs> i don't want you to hold back I if i if i need to hold I it off um I just think, well, what you run into here, though, is uh, they uh, they tend to compare females. like They tend to put us together. So like uh, Q Prime, where Eric Church and Brothers Osborne and those guys are, uh, would be an awesome fit for me. But they've got Ashley McBride over there, a dear friend. I love her voice. I think she's so damn talented. But uh, we are too much of the same animal as far as we have, we have the same audience. We're not, we're not the same thing, but we have the same audience. So uh, there would, it would be seen as a conflict of interest to go over there. You know what I mean? Mary Hilliard would be awesome. Dirk Bentley and those, I mean, she's huge, very powerful. She manages also my friend, Kaylee Hammett, who is, you know, my age, or actually Kaylee's a little bit younger than me. But there's a lot of asks that, you know, there's opportunities that would have to be divided. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's a matter of finding a team that doesn't have, I hate to say a female act, because I consider myself one of the boys. But <laughs> uh, there again, my name is Hannah, and I'm not going to change it. So <laughs> it's a lot of asks. Do you, uh, when you start talking about management and the the game, the the Nashville game, it's it can be rough. I mean, there's a lot of people that get the balls or whatever you want to say, excuse me if that's too frank with you, but to move there and try it, you did that. You moved there. You've been there for a minute. Is it a I way? I did it backwards though. You yeah, did I did it. I did it backwards. So I, yeah, I moved here 11 years ago and I, I got a publishing deal fairly quickly. I got my, a major publishing deal fairly quickly. Um, but I mean, I got, 
uh, publishing deals and a major record deal and the agency deal with William Morris. Like I did all that without management. And most people get a manager first and then they do the pub deal. Then they get the record deal. Then they do, you know, then they get all the other things. Uh, and I kind of did it bass backwards because I didn't know any better. And I just used to drive my own train, but, uh, <laughs> but now, now it's gotten bigger than I can just handle by myself. And I've been blessed to have some dear friends along the way helping me and offering me their time and resources. My dear friend, Brooke Antonopoulos has been helping me and uh, my buddy, Johnny Cloherty. And my personal assistant is a dear friend of mine that I met on the road with Ashley McBride. And uh, yeah. So you, you, you've put in your time, you have all of this success when you first get there. Have you, did it ever come to a point to where you wanted to give up Adam hood wrote a great song about taking his toys and going home back to Alabama from Nashville. And you know, the winters were hard. Adam hoods, genius, Brent Cobb, genius. In my opinion, these guys just, they're so good. And when they write about Brent's got a song on shine, uh, what album is it on? It's on Providence Canyon about, you know, one day the path will clear and I'll get my chance, but there's too many jacked up trucks with tailgates in the way right now. Such a clever way of describing Nashville, right? Uh, I'll get on down the road. Exactly. I love it. Brent, Brent and I are kind of the black sheep from Georgia. Uh, I love Adam Hood too, but hell no, I've never given up. It's never been an option for me. Never, never been an option. Good no, I mean, this is God planning this in my, there's some seed in my gut. I mean, I was, blessed to know from an early age what I wanted to do. I could sing before I could talk. And it's just uh I'm just a late bloomer, Hoss. You know, the I had to I had to wait for the trees to be cleared so I could pave my own lane. And that's what I'm doing. And and I appreciate my buddies, you know, John Party and even Luke Holmes for, you know, making and actually making this country lane wider for for acts like me to start coming up. I had to wait my turn. I didn't do the bro thing. I if I could have, I would have to quote Brent Cobb. Hell, good for them. There may, you know, I, I think there's there's been some great music that's come out of this town over the last twenty years. But uh, I was too country at the time for the labels or whatnot. So, what did your comment mean that John Party, Luke Combs, and Ashley McBride paved a wider road? What does that mean for the for the for the generic country music listener? What did they do? Because I love uh, all three of them. Well, they are, they're more traditional. Uh, Cody Johnson is probably a good one too, but they are, uh, they're traditional, especially John Party. They're traditional country acts. I like uh, it. The, compare their sound to Dan and Shay or compare their sound to uh, Tyler Rich, good buddy of mine, loving to pieces, uh, or Sam Hunt. It sounds uh, also a great guy. Uh, it's just a little different. Like not, a lot of those guys don't have steel guitar and, there's not a whole lot of tracks going on in the background. It's more of a traditional country music sound. And uh, that's that's the lane that I'm in, if you will. I built hmm. upon that. It, it's it's nostalgic and it's a little rock and roll, but there's a there's a fresh thing about it too, and that's why it's gonna work commercially. I think a lot of the people that you just named aren't country music. And I know that you're not gonna reply to this and i know that i'm not politicking with you and i'm not going to well, get everybody on everybody i mentioned uh, was from the country genre everybody i mentioned they're uh, all uh, no way there is no way sam hunts country music now i yeah. like i like sam and sam's a great looking guy and a great athlete and a great songwriter but it ain't country and tyler mm, if he great guy watched him last week with party right here in my hometown great dude but here's the deal wait who else did you just mention I'm not allowed to say things like that. So Florida, you do all Florida, Georgia line, not country. Okay, now look, they're they're all talented as heck. I'm not. I I am not going to sit here and say they're not deserving of their success. And I love that they collaborated with Nelly because I think Nelly's more country than they are in a lot of ways, and he's a badass rapper. But true, but I'm not going to sing that shit. It's not me. Okay, good. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say though: is that. When you said that John Party's a traditional country act, that's what we need. That's why when I see John doing his thing and doing the Wrangler and doing the hat and doing the ropings and the rodeos, Cody Johnson, I just watched last Friday night, the way that he interacts with the crowd and seeing that he does want does not want to make Waylon or Merle or George roll over in their grave like a lot of shit on the radio today will. That's what, what I that's what I love. Now, don't get mad at me for saying this, please, Santa. Please don't tell anybody that I said that. Because I don't want people to think that I think that way. I'm not getting mad at all. This is your show and your opinion. And honey, 
uh, I bleed red in that sense. So I got you loud and clear. Absolutely. I have, I have a, another reason I'm called Hannah Damn Dasher because I'm not very filtered, but the, the broader my outreach or my, my audience has become, I, the uh, more sugar coated I've had to make my tongue. I, I I respect that and I like that. And Brent Cobb educated me on this podcast. He's been on several times. He said country music's gonna do what country music's gonna do. And I get that. But there is there's a difference between the seventies, the eighties, and the nineties, which is probably the greatest era of country music in the history of the genre. Um things have changed and it's it's but my whole point is, and we'll stop this conversation at this. That's the reason why you haven't got your turn in a lot of ways is because it's not country music and you are country music. And yeah. it's it's crazy to me that it that it takes it takes that uh, enough, I guess, wherewithal of knowing what country music supposed to be that some kind of record company or label or producer is going to have to put a stop. It's going to have to revolve back someday. It just has to. It's got to go from big machine in the Florida Georgia lines and what Bruchette has done. It's got to revolve back to freaking country music in my opinion but i'm a nobody i'm just this kid from reno nevada well i used to be a kid i'm a man now from reno yeah. nevada that just has his opinion on what happened like i had travis tritt on here and i'm like you are, yeah. you're some of the best music of all time like travis tritt and and jamie johnson or what jamie did with george Strait when they wrote that song kicked out of country it just blows my mind i know that things are going to evolve and i know that things end i get it i know that everybody's gonna have their turn but if it's country music radio it should just it should be country music. And there is a such I thing really, as country music. No, I'm there. I'm there. But you know what? Patsy Klein, you know, that sound was pop to her. The Nashville sound of the symphony. She and Owen Bradley went round and round and round because she wanted to be Hank Williams and he wanted her to be bigger than that. And she did. She was, hell, she performed at Carnegie Hall. But the sound for its day was pop. And Dottie West won the first Grammy for the country music genre in 1964 uh, with a song that, well, it's predominantly steel guitar, but it was a pop crossover. So, but pop is short for popular. All that to say, I just think, I think good music will stand the test of time. And I don't think it has oh, to Oh, I love a, that. You should write, you should do a sermon on that and a campaign on. I what wrote it, the tree. What is your legacy? <laughs> I love the whole thing about the there roots. I love the tree song. The, but That's what it's about. When I, when I, when I'm 80 years old in 40 years, when I'm 80 years old, I promise you will still be listening to Merle Haggard. And I yes. bet you were listening. I bet you were listening to Waylon and that music that stands. What you just said stands the test of time. And a lot of yes. this music that is out there today will be forgotten. It will be forgotten, and it's sad because I understand songwriting and talent. But I think, what about Dolly Parton? Was nine to five country? No, that's pop. That was pop, right? So Dolly was a crossover artist a lot too. Very much so, and but good for her. I mean, I would like to be a representative of the genre. But, uh, I mean, I'm always going to be country music, country with the, I mean, hell, I, like I said, I want to collaborate with Snoop Dogg. I mean, I've got a lot of rock and roll buddies in the rock and roll industry that I'd like to do a collab record with. I've been talking to my buddies Goodbye June, and uh, I think my Whiskey Myers boys, I think we'd have a ball, Cadillac 3. We've got some songs we've done together, and eventually I want to release a rock and roll project. I, just, just you mentioned Bobby earlier, Kid Rock, one, one of the best entertainers in the world. If you go to his show, just sit tight. If you don't like the song, one song you're hearing, you, the next song might be gospel or the next song might be rock and roll or it might be hip hop or it might be metal. I mean, he is just, uh, you can't just, you can't pigeonhole him. He's too big to put into one little place. And I, in all humility, I'm, I'm that kind of an act. You can't just, I know I'm, I'm not just one little thing. There's a lot, there's a lot of me, but I, my roots are, are definitely rooted in uh, traditional country music. I like that. I, I I like traditional country music. I love Kid Rock. I love when he gets behind the turntables at one of his shows and goes off Run DMC style. I love I love all of. I, I think he's got mad mad skills and talent. But you know what I love about Bobby Ritchie is that he has a huge amount of admiration and love for traditional country music <laughs> and what, yeah. what he's done with George Jones or what he did with, with Jamie Johnson at one time and what he continues to do with Bo Cephas. I mean, the guy just, he knows. I don't drink liquor anymore unless Kid Rock's around. You won't? When he, when Bob, when he and Bob are on the same bill, he pulls the liquor out, but he won't drink liquor anymore unless Bobby Ritchie's around. Bo Cephas won't, huh? That's the truth. Brown liquor? <laughs> Dark liquor. Dark liquor. Yeah, what is, funny, that Jim, Jim Bean. Do you like Jack Daniels? 
I love Jack Daniels. It goes, I put it in my pecan pies. I love my Eric Church single barrel. I'm down to one drop. I sure could use some more. Oh, well, I'm going to get your address again, and we just did our own barrels with Jack Daniels, and I'm going to send you some of our custom whiskey. I got two bottles yeah. from Eric. I I just I got a I got a signed bottle from Eric. It's so awesome of his. It's his it's his whiskey signed. It's so it's so badass. And then the master distiller at the time was Jeff Arnett that did that whiskey with uh, at EC, and I had a bottle of Eric Church signed by Jeff Arnett, the master distiller in Lynchburg as well. It's crazy. Look at you. So Look lucky. At you. So lucky. Huh. Look at you. So, Just, so, so what, are, what are you shooting? Like, who are you endorsed by? Are you like a, I don't know if it's Cross Canyon rifle or, no, no, you're using shotguns. What are you? Are you Benelli man? Oh, look what at you. you. You know Benelli. That's all I shoot. Benelli. They're 10 years as our title sponsor. Nice. On the TV show. Nice. I shoot a lot with a lot of your friends that you've been naming. That's why, that's why I love this. I love having people like you on that get it because it's like... I don't here. I'm going to say a name that kind of helped me put all of this together. Um, this is how I got my introduction into Nashville for a real quick story. In 2009, we were going to air with this national TV idea about just bringing music and cooking and, and resources and conservation and hunting and compassion for the animals, family fun, all this outdoor stuff. It's going to be called the foul life. And there's a big convention every February in Nashville called the national wild Turkey Federation, NWTF. I go there and I, I, I'm working with a gun company at the time that was before we got on with Benelli. The first three years of the show, we didn't have Benelli. But I had met a guy named Clark Dixon from Mississippi, south of Jackson. And he said, hey, I want you to come to this turkey camp with me, which was going to be a month later, in, uh, maybe two months later in April, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. So I run up there and I walk into the house and it's late. We got there late from traveling, had to go to Walmart and get our hunting license, all this shit. I hear this song being played on the back porch. And it's like, I was down home Southern, y'all. I don't need nothing. Just to, And I'm like, what is that? Who is that? And I walk out, and there's this guy named Leith Lofton with his feet up playing the guitar. It. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, dude, I love you. So I talked to him, and I introduced myself. And I said, this is what I'm getting ready to do in the hunting industry. I want to use your music. So he licensed me that song that him and Drake wrote. I got that song, and then Leith gave me What You Gonna Do in the Money All Gone that he wrote with Drake. That's how it started. So the next year at NWTF, Hannah, a year later, here comes Leith to play in our booth. He's got his guitar, and he starts jamming. All these people crowd around. And then he brings in John Party. And John Party just had a song come out called uh, I'm Always Picking Up What I Can't Put Down. And John starts playing. Yeah. And I'm like, look at this reaction. Look what's going on. So right there, my fascination with bringing all of that together. And now we go there every February. Bobby Johnson gives us the upstairs of Whiskey Bent. Last year, Brent Cobb played it. The year before, Jamie Johnson played the party for us. And we all, we, we put on this big conservation party upstairs. And now it's, it's tradition. I go there five, six, seven times a year. But because of Leith Lofton, I met Drake White. And then Drake White introduced me to his tour manager at the time, Ben Ratliff. And that's where you, that's where my that's where my horizon started to take off is that Ben is so giving and just such a badass human being that he, he cares so much about other people being successful that he just started opening all these doors for me you Brent Cobb Adam Hood I mean Dylan yeah. Carmichael you name it a lot of this has happened because of Ben Ratliff and now me and you are sitting here and it's just it's like that 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 group of people that Ben has introduced me to whether it's whether it's uh um, Charlie Argo or or the uh, Sweet Tea Trio girls. They're hunting fools, you know, from Alabama. Anyway, all of this has come about yeah. because Ben just, he wanted to see it happen. And it's just so cool to to see it coming into fruition to where you and I get to talk now and we know all of these people and have all this common thread. I love it. Oh, Leith Lofton, I love it. I call him Lucius. He, those of you here, listen, he looks kind of like a young Clint Eastwood a little bit. He's a uh, from uh, not good, bad, and ugly, but uh, he, he's kind of like outlaw Josie Wells. Outlaw so he Josie Wells. Me, you know? He's got his own thing going. And Drake's, Drake's my brother from another mother. Those are all good boys, that, and they all look out for me, and uh, and it, it really does mean a lot. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. Holler if you ever need arm candy at one of these events. These are my kind. That's my kind of boys. Well, to we're be going. We're, we're coming. Yeah. Um, uh, you were on Drake's show a couple weeks ago, weren't you? On the Wednesday I night was. deal. I was, I was, I love him. Drake's so great. His his uh, tour manager Zach Knudsen actually took the album artwork for my half record, the half record, and uh, that George Jones, uh, that Possum remake 
shot that I did at George Jones, that black and white here in my living room. Zach took that and Drake's surrounded by a lot of talented, a lot of talent. And he and Whiskey Myers now share the same manager, my manager, Bruce Kamek. I love him to pieces. But uh, I just, I just hope big things for Drake and his new project he's got coming out. It's going to be good. Yeah. He's, and I remember the first time I ever heard like simple life and, and then what and saw him at revival. And I mean, Drake can rip Drake, him and Alex, him and Alex are awesome people. Um, what is, what is the plan for you? Let's get into what you said. You might, you might have, what's that? Yeah. What's next for HDD. So uh, I'm doing a, you're going to love me tailgate tour well in between i'm playing i'm co-headlining uh chinook fest with my boys uh band of heathens and quaker city nighthawks that'll be fun and i'm doing some shows with my boys uh the steel woods through mm. october that'll be fun i love they're, they're a great band if you are a leonard skinner fan they're probably the closest thing uh, if you like jamie johnson and leonard skinner <laughs> rest rest in peace rowdy Rest in peace, Rowdy. What a great guy. But oh, what a great I'm doing guy. some shows with them. But when I'm so when I'm not playing with them or headlining like Eddie's Attic coming up, I am because I didn't because I didn't get on the tour that I wanted to. I'm going on my I'm making my own tour. So I'm going to the arenas and the parking lots of the arenas and amphitheaters are where my heroes are playing. And I'm gonna play uh to their fans. So uh I hate to give it away, but uh, end of September or should the end of this month, you can find me. In Charlotte, North Carolina, and Raleigh, those Osborne are playing. And you might see me. There's a old Eric Church is playing in September in Lexington, Kentucky, and one in Ohio. And I just might show up there too. Wow, that's a badass little deal. Now, is this something to where Eric Church and Brothers Osborne know about this? Brothers O, uh, yes, the bro- Brothers O, they know, and their day to day knows, and their day to day is as theirs and Eric's. But uh, I, I'm more of a don't ask or you know ask forgiveness, don't ask permission kind of a thing. But I did call Natalie Osborne, TJ, and John's sister. I was like, hey, just wanted you to know I'm planning this. Is this gonna piss anybody off? She says that's so badass, Hannah. She said, oh my god, she's like they're gonna fucking love this. Oh, I love friend. it. No, I like it. I like so, it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, hell. Uh, I didn't go on the tours that I wanted to. I don't have the management to put me on that. I mean, I want the world to notice me. So, yeah, I'm coming to them. I'm going to the parking lot with a Ford dealership collab. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to perform for 30 minutes on the tailgate to the tailgaters at those shows. Well, that is a cool-ass idea. You need to come out west. I, I would. You need to come out and do a little gig for us. Well, I'll be out there with Justin Moore in Laughlin, Nevada. How far are you? seven hour drive but when is that so when is when, it, when is justin and laughlin is that in september as at harris casino probably or at the golden nugget i don't know one uh i was out there with hank a while back god that was so fun november the 11th or 12th i'm not looking at my calendar but it's in i think second weekend in november i'll be out there with justin okay so what if i went to work on on putting are you traveling with justin or are you responsible for all your own stuff no uh Laney is doing the majority of that tour with him. So I got like a couple spotty uh, dates. Uh, I'm just going within driving distance of Nashville. If that makes sense. Like no more than like an eight hour trip. If I need to do a fly date, I can, but I'll, I would have to coordinate with the Ford dealership or Chevrolet dealership at the, at that, in that vicinity to, uh, well, we should talk about you coming up to Reno Tahoe and, and uh, having us, uh, hire you to do a gig right after the Justin oh, Moore. Oh, by all means, yes. Book me while I can. Absolutely. I love that. I love my Justin Moore. Uh, great guys. Very talented band. Very talented band, actually. Really, he's a, really he's a hit maker, man. He's about to have another number one. Golly. Which one? Shit. Whatever one's right at number four right now. He yeah. just he just had Why We Drink a few months back, and now he's about to go That's number right. one again. He, he came on. Great. He came on the show, and uh, my mom. That was our summer jam during COVID. And my mom said, "Do you think he'll play it?" And so he dedicated it to my mom, Faith, on the podcast, and then sang "Why We Drink." Oh, I love it! I love it! I've been to get on there too. Jr. Uh, Jr. Actually gave me this picture up here. This old picture on my piece that was hanging in Waylon Jennings and Jesse Coulter's office. No way! Anyway, so my whole house is like a honky tonk museum. I'm in. You know, I got just a bunch of old stuff sitting around. Look I at love this. it. This is, this is one of the best duck dogs ever lived. Do you know Marty Fisher, Shotgun Journal? Oh, yeah. Okay, so hey, he's my Uncle Marty. Really? 
so he and my daddy are grew up together. They're best friends. And Uncle Marty was his only child. So he and daddy were like brothers anyway, but that is Dixie. You can see that she was like a field trial dog. With the, a yellow, chain of black the yellow or the, or the black lab? Black lab. Anyway, Very cool. I don't know the uh, story, but hell daddy, daddy remarried and, and that woman wasn't into duck hunting. So he doesn't do any of that stuff anymore. Oh, he can't but quit because of that. You love what? I said, but I sure do love boys that do. You do, huh? You're a yeah. you, you. You like the hunting fools, huh? Well, I mean, I just uh, I don't know. They, I guess they say you always. Not that I have a type, because I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I. Yeah, I have a type. I reckon they uh, usually a man that's good with a gun and uh, that knows the George Strait Fifty Number One's album and can go deep catalog on Skinner with me. Damn, I sounds like you're describing Leith Lofton. He's married, <laughs> Hannah. He's married. I love him to pieces. No, 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 no. I didn't come here to advertise for a man. I've got my hands full right now. I'm just saying. I get Oh, I like that handkerchief that you're folding up. I, I know. I, I've, I've got this daggum. There's a cold that's going around, and so I've got the sniffles, and I just didn't want to have my nose running on camera. It's all right. I, it, um the Ashley McBride, that, the Ashley McBride uh, comments that you made. She's great. Yes. The song that she did about one night standards, yeah. like that is some of the cleverest shit that I've ever heard a female sing. Like anybody, like that song. Remember when Sammy Kershaw did uh, Third Raid Romance? Remember about? Yeah, he covered that. He's one of the, yeah, I did, but he's one of the greatest. Like Sammy Kershaw, politics, religion, and her. And when he did Chevy uh, Van, like Waylon did, the guy's amazing. I miss Sammy Kershaw singing. He used to come out here on tour all the freaking time. I haven't seen him forever. But that song, One Night Standards, that's that's a freaking badass play on words and the entire, that entire hook in there. I had to bring that up because I'm a big fan of hers. And when you when I said Leith Lawton, it reminded me that they had written two songs together and one of them made the last album. And I can't remember if it was better on the water or there was one song that Leith Lofton co-wrote on her on one of her last albums I love the Velvet Red song I do uh, Velvet Red's so good I just she's one of those few female voices that I can listen to on repeat oh wow what a statement what yeah. a, sta what a statement she crashed my bus at country concert my lord we smoked a pack of cigarettes together and I can't hit hardly a note since then but <laughs> love you Ashley <laughs> But she, uh, but she got on the bus. She started singing uh, the chorus to uh, "You're Gonna Love Me," which is one of the focus tracks off of the half record that I just put out. Yeah, I love that song. I really yeah, do. I really do like the half record. It's very, very well done. I, I didn't do a very good job of explaining the the put a ring on it song. I just, I, it's a great play on words. And you, I made sure that I knew what I was talking about. You did write the song. You're a co-writer. You, you wrote, you're a writer on that song. I, I just like that, that wittiness and the cleverness of a song. I don't like cubicle country. I like stuff that hits you in the gut. And I think that that song, I mean, all of the songs on the new record, the half record are badass. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. There's a lot of patriotic, you know, pro America, pro, uh, I don't know. Just there's something for everybody on there. I, I, I the, the label picked two of their favorites, and I picked uh, two of mine and or three of mine. <laughs> but I can't wait for the whole. I can't wait for you to hear the whole project, the whole record. What's the name of it? Have you picked a name for the whole? Oh, is it going to be called the whole record? It's uh, that 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 title is up in the air, but uh, there's some great songs that will be on there that I'm really excited about. I write a lot with you mentioned Eric Church, but. I, I write a lot with that same camp, like uh, Jeremy Spillman, uh, just one of my favorite writers and collaborators, and Steve Mokler, a very talented guy. But we've written a lot of songs together, and one of them, If My Life Was a Country Song, I put an acoustic version of that on my Instagram, but that'll be on there, and anyway, I did, and some other songs that I'm super excited about. I love it. But What's definitely your... check out the half record, guys, if you haven't already, those listening and watching, if we hadn't lost you by now. <laughs> oh, trust me. Oh, man, check it out. Yeah, it's country. It's country. There's, it's very '90s country. Nostalgia meets little, meets rock and roll meets something totally fresh and and foreign. Uh, but you can't put your finger on. It. I think that's why it's worked. That's why it works. It. I can't wait to see it grow. I'm proud for you, girl. I appreciate you coming on here. I love 
how diversified you are. That's such a cool thing to be able to do. I like the cooking. I like the TV. I like the idea of like a yeehaw kind of, uh, you said Paula Dean meets Jimmy Fallon kind of late night. That's a badass idea. Host some yeah. shows on there. It could be like one of those old style music talk shows. That used to be. Yeah, absolutely. It could be fun. Stand by your pants, stand by your band, all that good stuff. I can't wait for, uh, to, to see all your listeners out on the road and, uh, tell them to check my bands in town schedule. Check my website, hannahdasher.com, and go to my Instagram and into my TikTok, and they can keep up with me and see see how they can meet me, and we can go to a show and whatnot. I'd love to meet you. I'm going to book you for November. I'm going to go to work right when I get off of here. I'll go to work with you on a text. Do you want to sing one for us today? Does your voice feel like it? Oh, sure, I can. Uh, I would love have, it. You, do, do, you have, do you have one of your guitars sitting around? <laughs> I got a ton of them around. It's just a matter of if uh, any of them are tuned. <laughs> Might work. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds a little good right there. I like Merle Kilgore. He was Hank's uh, manager for years. He wore a ring on every finger, and I, somebody's got to carry that on. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But I'm a little fixed up. I'm going to go eat some steak with my banker here tonight. You're going to? You're going to my favorite place. Sperry's in town. I love it. They've got the best salad bar. It's so dang good. And uh, just good old traditional white tablecloth steakhouse. I like Johnny A's and Jeff Ruby's. Hey, Jeff Ruby's great. Take me next time you're in town. I'm going to. I will for sure. Um, which one are you going to do? If you hate driving through Atlanta Any time of day If you stand up for freedom Kneel sometimes when you pray If your accent gets thicker After cocktail number three If that's you Chad, you're gonna love me. You think Eastwood, Sam Elliott, they've got it going on. And Alan Jackson should have kept that blonde hair long. If I say play Chattahoochee, you don't disagree. If that's you, you're gonna love me. I freaking love it. You can thank rip that guitar. I thank you for having me, Bubba. I freaking Hi. love I love that song. And you can rip the guitar. Thank you. Well, Ripping I mean, it. If you're going to hold the damn thing, do something with it, you know? All right. TikTok, Instagram, at Hannah Dasher. HannahDasher.com is the website. Tour dates are there. I was on it today. You have some awesome shows coming up. Then you're going on your tailgater tour. Like the Grand Prix race, the Indy, you know, the Indy car races in Nashville this weekend. I'm excited about. So I'm singing there. It's going to be fun. I think Party's playing or Brooks and Nunn's playing Friday night. They're headlining. I'm just a little tiny, tiny girl. But uh, that's going to be fun. And so, yeah, I'm excited. That is freaking awesome. I, uh, I, you and John Party got to do a tour next year. You yes, we do. do. We put that into the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Amen. He <laughs> told me about me drink brother, and I was like, HD, why don't you come out on the road with me sometime? I'm like, well, hell, Hoss, I love it. You know, but I'm not going to ask for that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, my name's been turned in with a few others. So <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 uh, I listen to a lot of country music, a lot of obviously traditional stuff, but today, today with, with, uh, you know, our discussion, 
I will say that my favorite music male artist right now that's in Nashville is John Party, and I like Morgan. I like. I think Morgan gets a bad rap because he's a he's big. He's right there on that crossover line like Thomas Rhett did. But oh, Morgan is Morgan. Morgan is country as hell. He, he is, is unapologetic. I know I'm not agreeing with anything that's happened. I'm just saying that country music needs that, like Brent Cobb said well, on the I show a couple weeks ago. Michael Jackson did, but hell, he's talented. I think it's okay to acknowledge talent. I don't give a shit what you do in your personal life. I mean. Everybody I, to make a mistake. Tupac made mistakes. Jay Z made mistakes. Elvis made mistakes. Elvis, we all made my mistakes. God. Yeah, but I'm about to say, yes, I think he's very talented. And Michael Hardy, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. I'm a huge fan of him. You might be a little rednecker than me. I'm a big Hardy fan. I, I, I like it. I like I like it. I love innovation. I love talent. Those guys are badass. But the, the catalog of John Party. If you listen to it, just go and just start it and do every single one of them, including the ones he just put out from the Fiesta sessions in his own barn. Even when he does Nothing Compares to You, the Sinead O'Connor song that she made a hit that Prince wrote and did originally. Amazing. Like, I, I love John Party. So I would love to see Hannah Dam Dasher and John Party Time Party throwing down in a I don't want it to even be a festival I want it to be a whole tour 25 oh, cities or so I want to be a sponsor would never make it but oh god we'd have so much fun I love we would try I want to do they're it they're the best live band in town they're the best live band around who party party's band all nighters yes Terry Lee oh, and Lee so good. And Billy they are the best live band in town they're the best so good so yeah, good. Thank you for having me, Killa. Thank you so much for being here. We need to hook up and, and hang out. And when I'm in Nashville again, I'm trying to get there in September. I talked to Bobby Johnson. Do you know Barrett Hobbs? He owns He owns Nashville Palace, the scoreboard, Whiskey oh, Band. Yes. He, yes, yes, yes. They've reached out to me about that. Yes. He's great a fan. Guys. And I, yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, yeah, they're, they're really good to us traditional acts. So uh, I appreciate guys like that here in town. Yeah, they uh, and I talked to Bobby Johnson today. He's a fan of what you do. He's the booking agent for all of Barrett's properties and a good buddy of mine. But, man, I appreciate it. Hannah, you are freaking rad. I'm so proud of what you're doing, and I want to cook with you someday. I want to come watch you live. I want to book you for an event, and uh, we'll throw down. I'm going to get your address. I'm going to ship you some Jack Daniels and some Speckle Belly Geese. But don't don't be telling anybody about the specs going in the mail. They might get mad at me. But, hey, I'm giving my friend Hannah Damn Dasher some water you, you got, well i mean you're not supposed to ship alcohol across state lines are you yeah, no but it's been it's already <laughs> been clean it's already been cleaned and processed we're good but hey when you I'll cook it you yeah when you cook it you got to give me a little shout out on it you're damn right i will good heavens absolutely I that's hannah you. that's hannah hey l- listen I always go out with Leith Loft and, and Drake White's what you going to do when the money's all gone. But can we go out with a Hannah Dasher original from the new album? Which one can we put on to end this podcast with? I want to go yeah. out with one you of your songs. You're going to love me. Why not? We're going to go out with You're Going to Love Me by Hannah Dan Dasher. Get her new EP right now. It's called The Half Record. Check her out online at hannahdasher.com, Instagram, TikTok, at Hannah Dasher. Check her out end of August, September, the tailgate tour. She's going to be coming to a city, a parking lot, of tailgate near you. Check out Stan by your pan on TikTok. She comes up with some badass, out-of-the-box, unorthodox recipes. She is a woman of the South, a family badass Hopefully one day I can call her a friend. We're pals right now, but when we meet in person, we're going to become fast friends. Hannah D. That's been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Again, this is You're Gonna Love Me by Hannah Dasher. Tom, Jake, please hit that button.